The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Your discretion is advised. When Nicole Sandler sits down to do her show, she's the producer, booking the guests, pulling the audio, planning the show, the engineer, running the controls, troubleshooting any problems, playing the sounds, calling the guests, and she's the webmaster, writing the blog, posting the podcast, maintaining the website, not to mention the host, interviewing the guests, explaining the issues, giving opinions, and calling out the bad guys, and then you get the Nicole Sandler Show on NicoleSandler.com. And it's a Tuesday, so that means Laffy's here. And that's a good thing because I'm exhausted with all that stuff. I, I, wait, wait, I need my... Um... <laughs> oh, shoot, I was going to go for the rim shot, and, and for some reason it's... Oh, there it is. It's right here. Boom. Um, anyway, welcome to a Tuesday, everybody. It's, it's already just a lousy week, and as I said, misery loves company. So um, we'll be miserable together. And actually, some of the some of the best comedy often comes from uh, when when um, you know when you're when when things are bad. You know, it's gallows humor. And so maybe we'll have some of that today. I don't know about you. I don't want to wait. So, um, uh, Lauren Mayer, Lauren Mayer, where are you? Hit it, please. If the news gives you the blues, here's the perfect place to go. It's Tuesdays with Gotta Laugh on the Nicole Sandler Show. So it used to be every Tuesday, Gotta Laugh was here. Then it, well, it was, well, she was gone for a while because she had this hand thus. And, and then it was every other Tuesday. And then, well, it didn't quite work out that way. So now it's whatever Tuesday she can make it with Gotta Laugh. Hey, Laffy. Well, I got oh. my booster shot, so oh, I did. felt sick last week. I was right. supposed to be on last week. Yes, you were. And then and you I got totally your shot forgot. on Monday. Yeah, I when I scheduled it, I was scheduling around some other appointments, so I wouldn't miss those appointments. And I totally forgot that Tuesday is the show. And I thought, well, maybe it won't be so bad this time. Maybe I'll feel fine this time. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that didn't work. Uh, no, no. No. Oh, well. No. Well, and so, you know, here you are. So we're flexible. We're nothing yeah. if not flexible. So sure. Call us because flexible. we have no choice. <laughs> we, go, anything. we go with the flow. Right. What else so are you going to do? I mean, no. you can swim against the current. And you know what happens when you do that? You get all winded. You get out of breath. You get carried away by the by the current, the same current that you're swimming against. I think right. there's a metaphor or analogy here or something. I have no idea I've been what waiting it is. For I'm that. just yeah, thinking I, it's going to materialize at some point. I think of it more as a brick wall instead of a current swing against the current. And I've got like all these dents in the wall and my poor head is killing me. Oh God. But you know, that's how it is to be mm-hmm. alive today. It's just um, <laughs> not what mom and dad told you it would be, is it? Um, nothing is. You know, Here's the thing. I I try not to make too many plans because because it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter right. what you think you're going to be able to do. Um right. you can't. It, 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 it the universe will decide. Mm-hmm. You know, as somebody who's like not religious at all, I do be- mm-hmm. I do have but power in the universe because there's some force out there that controls what happens and how crazy things get. And right now we are in the middle of I guess the batshit crazy portion of existence. 
I think it's all random. I don't think anything <laughs> controls anything. I do think things can affect you in the universe. I yeah. think, you know, forces or whatever you, you know, but, but in terms of a force determining our fate somehow Who or knows? the way the way somebody is in the White House, I don't think that's a thing, but that's me. I, I know. I don't, and we don't know. That's the thing. Yeah. But what, I mean, for the stars to align so that, the unthinkable. I mean, Donald Trump. I still oh, marvel at that sometimes that he became president. The fact I that- marvel at how stupid voters are. Well, that's what I'm. It's one thing to have an idiot in the White House, but to have so many millions of voters who said, "Oh, you know what? He's a business guy, and look, he has blonde hair, and he's been on TV. I think I'll vote for him." What? What? How could anyone? anyone think that way other than the the really stupidest of the stupid i'm well, sorry and they're I, out there I'm and at. that's the thing that's what's so scary the the lemmings mentality these people who are so willing to be led around by a con man it's just yes. astounding to me that they buy and you know i i guess you would expect that some people but 74 million that's people exactly voted right for him. that's it 74 million people knew that he had sexually assaulted women, mm -hmm. knew that he cheated on every aspect of his business. Everything has been documented yep. up to that point, which was enough. Yep. More <laughs> it was than enough, enough after the first week. More than enough. And they still said, you know what? He's my guy. Because yeah. you know what? He sounds like me. He sounds like an utter moron <sighs> who doesn't know anything. So I'll vote for him because he sounds like me. How I mean that's terrifying when you think about it. I mean even when you don't yeah. think about it, it's terrifying. And the fact is, you know, yes, Joe Biden thankfully got about eighty million votes. Yeah, but if you discount that, I mean, you, and you can't because that many people came out. And I'll tell you one thing: Donald Trump is correct about they didn't come out to vote for Joe Biden. I'm sure some did. But I think the vast majority would have voted for whoever had the D next to their name, who was the person who would keep Donald Trump from having a second term. That's, I how, I so. I That's how I voted. I voted against Donald Trump. But you know what? I'm now, <laughs> I just turned 62. And in every single presidential election that I've voted in since 1980, since, Ron, since voting for Jimmy Carter against Ronald Reagan, I've always voted against the other guy. The only time I didn't do that was Barack Obama's first term. I really thought I was voting for him. And I didn't vote for him in the primary. I, w I voted for John Edwards. But in the general, I was voting. I, I, I bought into it. I bought. And again, I don't think Obama is the con man. Certainly the Trump is. I no, think Obama, no. you know, was the figure of the moment. And he's charismatic and well-spoken and a great speaker. And you know, I bought into it. I thought he was going to be great, and he could have been. And he left us. I, I he left didn't... us in the position for Donald Trump to come in. Yeah, um, I had been talking to somebody at the time who was uh, uh, read my blog, and we, we got to be friends. And he was turning me on to all these articles about Obama in Chicago. Uh huh. And um, it was nothing horrible. It was just that he was a typical politician. That's basically, you know, and, and what he was for and what he was against. And I didn't agree with him on a lot of stuff. I agreed with him on some and disagreed on, you know. Right. So that's why I went with Edwards, because I was a little a little wary of, of Obama. Well, I'll tell you something. Obama the in the first couple of debates was horrible. 
and I liked him personally. I mean, I went to see him speak oh, in Miami yeah. before he yeah. before he um, uh, announced his run. Uh, mm-hmm. He was he spoke at the Miami Book Fair. I got his book. I think it was The Audacity of Hope or Tales yeah. of My Father. It was one of those. And yeah. you know, and and after his speech, you know, he took questions, and I almost got in line, but somebody else asked the question, "Will you run?" Because I thought he's great. Until I saw him in that first debate, and then I thought, "Oh, he's not ready for this." And well, I, 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 you know, go ahead. Personally, I, you know, liked him on a on a personality level, uh-huh. on his on how intelligent he was. Um, of course, he was a good speaker. That doesn't convince me of ever, of anything. It was just fun to listen to him, and I I really appreciated that. Really smart guy. He seemed genuinely nice. Yep, yep. Um, but but policy wise, yeah. you know, there was a lot I agreed with and a lot I disagreed with, and so. That was that's why he wasn't my primary right. choice. I wanted somebody different. Well, John but Edwards once, was more progressive. John Edwards yeah. was progressive. Barack Obama, though he positioned himself as a progressive, wasn't. He was right. a centrist. But he wasn't. He was yeah. more of a centrist. Yes, definitely more of a centrist. But other than that, <sighs> and I'd love are. to have him in office oh now. If I had, you know, as opposed to a, another Trump. But um, I'd, but I'd no, like I, to I, have Hammy or Jackson in office. As yeah, opposed as opposed to, to another. Hammy would be. A big mouth. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I just wish, I wish for once we could have a real progressive in office with a really progressive um, Congress. Just to, can we try that? Yeah, Wouldn't please. it be nice to be able to try that? Because there are so many things that are so good in the, in the original Build Back Better bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the big one, the, the, well, first six trillion and then three something. Um and if we were allowed to have something like that, so many good things would happen. And we get pulled down time after time after time. It's so very depressing and so disheartening. I really do hope BBB does get uh, passed eventually because there's so still too. some things in it well, that, that would really help. The bulk of the, the stuff we need is in that. There, yeah. The way I position it is. There's some good stuff in the BIF, which is just a stupid yeah. fucking name. But there's some. But it's <laughs> the only way we can identify it. So there's some, there is some good stuff in there, yeah. just not enough. And oh, all the nearly. really good stuff is in the other one. Right. And they set up That's... the progressives to oh, look to man. to look like the bad guys, and now they're setting them up to fail. And it's just, right. I, it's just what what uh, you know. It's hard to watch a lot of the um, tweets go by about the squad, but uh, they, you know, have, you know, they held on to the deal that held, was made. They didn't do anything wrong. Right. They, and they, they held on to the deal that they agreed to with the quote moderates. Yep. They did vote for Biff. They held, they kept their word. Yep. They, they well, came up with a bunch no, of No, they did things. not vote for they did not vote for Oh, Biff. I'm sorry. They did not vote for Biff. Because the, their word was that they would vote, vote for it when they voted for the other one. And so uh, there were there were about 20 progressives who were of that mind. Um, when it came down to it, there were six at the end of the day who did not vote for the Biff. And they are the squad. I mean, it's the it's the four. It's AOC. Right, Rashida right, right. Tlaib, I, w- uh, I was Omar, thinking about, until the vote came down, I was thinking about, the whole conversation about how they were going to keep their end of the bargain and they were worried that the others didn't. And my right. mind just fell asleep well, after and that. They comment. did keep their end of the bargain, but the other ones, and, yeah. and Corey Bush and Jamal Bowman joined them. But that means Pramila mm-hmm. Jayapal and Katie Porter and a lot of the others, you know, voted, they took to listen to Pramila Jayapal. 
they're taking Joe Biden's word for it. But here's what changed. The guarantee that they got was that the conservadems or the corporate dems or whatever you want to call them, the holdouts in the in the in the in the Democratic caucus, um, Mm -hmm. that they agreed they would vote for it. They got no assurances from the Senate Democrats. That's That's, where I was going. Thank you. And that's the deal that was broken. Mm hmm. And um, and and that's what's and then, of course, Joe Manchin and cinema don't. I don't even know where to go with this anymore. I'm so frustrated thinking about it, thinking about, you know, why can't we finally end the filibuster? Why can't we go for voting rights? Because without voting rights, the rest of the stuff will become. Okay. can I tell you what blew my mind this weekend? So Friday night, they do the deal. It is what it is. Saturday morning, Joe Biden addresses the nation to talk about this great victory. We passed this bill. Um, And then after his announcement, he took questions. Now, what else? What other big thing happened last week? The Senate, the Republicans in the Senate filibustered the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. They didn't even let it come up for a debate. They refused to debate it. They just blocked it. They filibustered it. They said, nope, we're not even going to talk about it. Right. And so Joe not Biden one... has this, not, not not a word. He couldn't even debate it. Forget about bringing it for a vote. They right. said no to opening debate, period. We're not talking about it. Fuck you and your right to vote is what they said figuratively. So <laughs> Saturday, Joe Biden gives his speech on the BIF. It's passed and we're going to get Bill back better and kumbaya and we're all good and everything's wonderful. Then he opens it up for questions. Not, Not one, one question, question about voting rights. I tweeted, will one of these journalists ask about voting rights? It's like it's not an issue. Guess what? It's an issue. It's the issue. It is the issue. Without voting rights, <laughs> the, the okay, so we have a we whole new nothing. batch of Republicans <laughs> in Congress and they overturn any little thing that we we put through this time. Right. So without voting rights, we have, Nothing. Right. And here's the thing. Nothing. The only way we're going to get voting rights is by uh, killing the filibuster, or at least carving right. out an exception for voting rights in the filibuster, which is a wimpy yes. way out. But, you know, what else is new? It's something. OK. Yeah. So but here's here's the conundrum. We the way things are looking today and, and look, a year is an eternity in politics. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen in the course of the next year before Election Day. So to keep that in mind. But mm-hmm. if election day were tomorrow, things don't look great for the Democrats. No, I don't, don't understand. I, I agree they're not great for the Democrats, but the Republicans are not the are not the, <laughs> the way to go to get us out of this mess. Uh, unfortunately, there isn't an entity right now that's going to fix things, but it's certainly not the Republicans. That's that's a step backwards from where we are today. Anyway, if we were to, if the Democrats were to just get rid of the filibuster in order to get voting rights passed, then when the Republicans take control, there's no more filibuster. So so they can run everything through. And I'm afraid they're going to gain back control uh, of the Senate next time. And if they do, but, but then I think about it a little more. And it, you know what, if they want to legislate something, which is not what they do, they don't, they don't. 
They don't. They have no idea. They don't legislate. They don't. No, no they, policy. They just keep us from doing good things. And they right. pass tax breaks for the wealthy, but they mm-hmm. do that through reconciliation. So they don't need 60 votes for that. So they might not kill the filibuster because they don't have any lofty plans to do big things to make the country better. Um, so maybe that's not an issue. But if we get rid of the filibuster, it's going to fuck us over once they can take control again. And I'm afraid that's going to happen sooner rather than later. Right. Well, I think we're screwed no matter what. Yeah. So, I just so I, right now, I'm so sorry to sound so pessimistic, but I don't feel optimistic. I don't see how we get out of all this stuff that we're talking about. I don't see how we resolve these issues uh, because nobody's budging and it's all any budging that's happening is budging in the wrong direction. Yep. And um, and meanwhile, we've got Republicans, a, a growing number of Republicans, and especially in Congress, the everybody almost with it, you know, with two exceptions who are the insurrectionist party, I know. who are the QAnon party. So we don't have a government right now. We have a half a government. We have people who want to govern the Democrats and then we have the Republicans who want to overturn the elections that any, any Democrat wins. That's right. I don't see how we get out of this at all. I don't either. And nobody in in Congress or the White House seems to understand, sorry, the fierce urgency of now. Mm-hmm. Because if ever that phrase had an application, this is it. This right? is it. Yeah. It's astounding. It's like the, the alarm bells are like, ding, 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 ding. And the yep. sirens are off and doors are blowing. I mean, I, I don't know what it takes. I, I, I don't, I don't either. But I, yeah, I got to tell you something. There, there was, a, I don't know if you heard in the news today, um, former Senator Max Cleland died. Yep. Now, yep. back when he was in the Senate and, um, you know, he he was beaten from he was defeated and he lost his Senate seat to a guy named Saxby Chambliss, who ran a really, really ugly campaign. Dirty. Now just horrible. Now Max Cleland, he was a he was a centrist Democrat. He was not no great progressive, but he was from Georgia and he was a compassionate, good mm-hmm. guy. Plus, he was a Vietnam veteran who lost both his legs and his right arm in Vietnam. He was a triple amputee. And you'd see him on the floor of the Senate in his wheelchair with just his left arm. And he did the work. And he, you know, he was just, he was, he was a good guy. He was somebody we could look up to. And so uh, what I remember is this horrific, horrible, disgusting, sickening attack ad that, that, um, Saxby Chambliss ran against him. Yep. And so I went and I pulled it thinking, oh, "Oh, it's got to be really, really just horrible. This is like the beginning of of everything we're experiencing now. So I'm going to play it for you. Now, do notice at the very beginning of the ad, the images they show, there's Osama bin Laden and there's Saddam Hussein and stuff like that, because that's really the worst part of it. Things we are, we are so, things have gotten so bad in terms of our political temperament that this is just, this you wouldn't even look twice at today. This is so namby-pamby. It's like (laughs) not aggressive. I I went back, it's like, that's got to be the wrong ad. That has to be, that can't be the ad they're talking. For the time, it was For the time, it was shocking. So here's, here's that ad. Uh, it goes like this. Let me bring it up here and up here. Okay. 
As America faces terrorists and extremist dictators, Max Cleland runs television ads claiming he has the courage to lead. He says he supports President Bush at every opportunity, but that's not the truth. Since July, Max Cleland has voted against the President's vital homeland security efforts 11 times. Max Cleland says he has the courage to lead, but the record proves Max Cleland is just misleading. That was it. That's nothing. That that was that horrible, reprehensible (laughs) ad, that attack ad that everyone went, because basically they're saying he has no courage. He doesn't have the courage to lead. He's a veteran who lost three of his limbs in in Afghanistan. But um, um, Charlie Pierce over at Esquire wrote a column about him today. And mm-hmm. and the headline is, and this is interesting, Max Cleland did not deserve what Rick Wilson did to him. That was Ooh, Rick Wilson's ad. That's right. I Rick remember Wilson, that. who now pretends to be our friends, remember, he was at the forefront of attack of ugly attack ads. And make no mistake, back then that was an ugly attack ad. Yeah. Um, and uh, so let's see. He'd been elected to the Senate uh, in 1997 to replace Sam Nunn. Um, and uh, this is what he wrote about this 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 episode. Cleland was running against a Republican named Saxby Chambliss, a non-entity who'd been deferred during the Vietnam War because of an old high school football injury. While in the Senate, Cleland had voted for the Bush tax cuts in 2001 and for the invasion in Iraq, which he later called the worst vote of his career. But as legislation to set up the new Department of Homeland Security sailed through Congress, Cleland fought to give the employees of that department union protections, and that was opening enough for the rat fuckers to get him. Rove, Carl Rove, called on an ambitious conservative ad man named Rick Wilson to put Mm. together one of the most scurrilous attack ads since Lee Atwater gave Willie Horton his turn at center stage. The ad opened with pictures of Osama bin Laden and Hassam, Saddam Hussein. And the point of the ad was that Max Cleland, who had left half his body in a war zone, lacked the gumption to, quote, lead during the time of terror. And, and you know, the, the rest of it goes on to talk about the, the shock and the outrage at how he was attacked in this ad. Looking at what goes on today... You know, well, Donald Trump would call him a, a you know, a, a, a no-legged gimp who, you know, well, whatever. because you know. Donald Trump opened the door to total moral bankruptcy right. in this country. It just He just absolutely uh, just took a pile of duty and poured it all over everything. And then, and, and the Republicans lapped it right up and said, hmm, this tastes and good. they're still we'll going more. along with it. They're still mm-hmm. looking the other way. They're, and at the time, remember, uh, God forbid you said anything that crossed a George Bush flag oh, waver in chief. Oh, God forbid you, you're a, a Dixie chick and you say, yeah. I'm embarrassed that he was my governor in Texas. Then you were, then you were shunned for, for life, you know, and it was a huge for deal, that? which is why the ad worked. Because at that time, that's what was so important. It that would be like the so, insurrection at this time. Right. That was so over the top and so such an attack. And you yeah. look at that was what? 15 years ago? I know. It's like, it seems like centuries. I know. And look how the discourse has changed. Look at, look at how people talk to one another. Look at how political, how ugly it is. Okay. So there's, um, uh, the Republican party today is all up in, you know, got their panties in a bunch because 13 
count them, 13 Republicans dared to vote for the infrastructure bill. Mm -hmm. They want them stripped of their committee assignments. They want them booted out of Congress. The, The Republican caucus is up in arms at these 13 members of their caucus who voted to pass the infrastructure bill. Um, Who voted to save lives by building bridges. Right. To fix our roads and our water, you know, pipes and our highways and bridges and things. According to Jake Sherman's Punchbowl News, rank and file Republican members of Congress are trying to force Republican minority leader Kevin McCarthy to strip the 13 of their committee assignments, noting that, quote, GOP leadership is bracing for the attempt. McCarthy was uh, opposed to the bill, which vastly improves basic necessities like roads, bridges, rail and the nation's ports, expand broadband access and help localities protect against climate change. But they're saying these people are traitors. Yet we had one member of this caucus, somebody who voted against the bill, post a video of himself killing another member, AOC, and then attacking the president, Joe Biden. And about that, nothing, nothing, crickets, not one, not one bit of objection or scream or like do something about this guy. He doesn't deserve to be here. That's okay with them. Because violence and, and treason and traitor ish stuff (laughs) is, is fine. That's okay. It's okay with because them. because they've twisted it around to mean something different. Right. Somehow. I don't know how. And voting for something that a Democrat would vote for is the worst sin imaginable. Voting for GOP something that will help the American people immensely. Right, but that's not how they're seeing it. They're looking at it. You you, you sided help, with the you Democrats. Helped, you helped Joe Biden pass this bill. Exactly. It's insane. I think we're irreparably broken. I do too. Or at least in you know as long as we're going to be around yes, i can't for, imagine for how this ever lifetime. comes back together no and i do you know i i hate to be, i hate to say it but you know what i'm thinking i i i don't see a future without you know we heard it at um oh god at some a republican event i don't remember what it was but it was just last week where somebody in the audience stood up oh it was a charlie kirk thing it was one of those that, oh right right guy, yeah and stood up and yeah. said when do we start shooting? When do we yeah. kill them? How many elections are we going to let them steal before we start killing them? Oh, that's that's where they want this to be headed. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And in some way, somehow, it I think it will happen where where there's somebody who ends up getting killed oh, by somebody who shoots at them um, or more than one person. But yeah, that's that's what's happened to I, I, I don't want to say relationships between people because there are none anymore. No, there are no relationships between the, the tribes. It's uh, or there are very, very, very few. That's right. Um, where people can talk to each other, because, I mean, you look at Liz Cheney and she votes with, you know, the Trumpies. She voted least, against the infrastructure bill. Right. Liz she votes with the, she's she's against the Voting Rights Act, too. Right. But at least she's not against. I mean, at least she, she, uh, <laughs> the uh, only thing up, she's against is Trump. Look, is she Trump. realizes that he's thing. reprehensible. That's the only thing. At least, at least, yeah. uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Kinzinger voted for the infrastructure bill. Liz Cheney yeah. did not. Did not. She, the only thing she's against is Trump. And I guess, right. you know, that's, that's enough because re- that, that whole, the, the entirety of the Republican party should be against Trump. She's the only one who's saying, He's not wearing any clothes. Right. They all see it. 
She's the only but meanwhile, one meanwhile, she, she votes against the Voting Rights yep. Act, which is yep. a Trumpian thing to do. Yep. So, yep. but yeah, Kinzinger <sighs> at least um, has a little bit, a little bit more, I don't know, something behind something. him there. But, more substance. but he's not running for re-election. And I understand no. that. Why mount a campaign He'll when you know you're probably run for something else. Well, I hope. I hope he gets with some of the other never Trumpers who will form a new party because they need to be in the Republican Party. Those people are not Democrats. I'm sorry. None of them are. Steve Schmidt might say he's a Democrat now, but he's not a Democrat. He's still a Republican who can't stand Donald Trump. Well, it's like Nicole Wallace called herself a Republican in waiting. Okay. Well, good. Then start your own party. She's not a Democrat either, despite everybody who loves MSNBC and thinks that, oh, she must be okay because she's not. She's a Republican. And there's nothing wrong with that because there needs to be two political parties. If all we had was one, I promise Mm -hmm. you it would not be good. There needs to be a Republican Party. She and Adam Kinzinger would be the perfect people to start it. And then bring take the rest of them back, the ones pretending to be Democrats who are trying to pull us further and further to the right. Sorry, you messed up your own party. Why don't you get your own house in order and leave us alone? Let us do the work we're here to do and quit trying to move us to the right. <laughs> I'm kind of pissed. <laughs> Can you tell? No, I am too. I, I... When I get this mad, I get tongue-tied, and that's what I am yeah, right now. When I, I think about these conservatives and why bother calling themselves dem- themselves Democrats if they're going to set us backwards and end up destroying the country. It's not that they disagree with a policy. Yep. It's not just no, like, they, oh, they you know totally what, I think dis- we should give – It's we're talking about – Voting rights, right? Here. I know. Well, voting rights. Look, when what in ninety? When was it? Ninety six? When it was it, it back in the day before this craziness took hold? It used to be reaffirmed. I think every ten years, unanimously in the Senate. Of course, it was ninety eight to zero back in right. ninety six or thereabouts. This is a whole new thing where they won't even debate voting rights, where they're trying to keep you from voting. It just, it just is fucked up. And that's why I really worry because that, that comedy with a T, not a D, doesn't exist in government anymore. They used to Neither say that. rational thinking. No, no, it does not. And the Democrats, I'm sorry, we are too dug in with the same old, same old. They need to shake things up. They need to purge themselves of leadership frankly, in both chambers, the average age of the Democrats in the Senate is something like 74. That's the average age. That should frighten everybody. Look, I'm old. So don't, you know, don't accuse me of ageism. I'm up there and I say, these people need to go home. We need to get some young and Katie, Katie Porter, get, you know, Pramila Jayapal, get AOC, Get and get, you know, I don't know, get a more conservative, younger person in there who who is looking towards the future and not like worrying about what their legacy is going to be. Um, Nancy Pelosi, Steny Hoyer, uh, uh, Jim Clyburn, they just need to go home and they can take Chuck Schumer with them, too. <laughs> yeah, I, whenever I see him talk, I, I just think the word weak, weak, weak keeps playing in my head. Yeah, he seems like a nice man. You know, and that's what I'm saying about nice Joe man. Biden right now, too. And it sucks because I don't want to say I told you so, 
But I told you so. So great. He won. Proved me wrong there because I didn't think he could win. But he won. And now what? His numbers are tanking. And the only numbers that are worse than his are Kamala Harris's. And I'm not saying that's her fault. That's what happens when you're the vice president. She, you know, he gave her the hardest portfolio. You handle immigration. You handle the border. You handle the vaccines. You, you know, stuff that she can't possibly fix. And so, you know, there she is looking like she's twiddling her thumbs. So while the latest poll, and, you know, again, they're just snapshots in time, but his was 38, hers was 28. Was it really that low? I hadn't seen that. Oh, yep. God. So we're yeah. fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then again, it could turn around. A, a year in politics is a long time. Um, but a few things have to happen before a lot of things around. have to happen. A lot of things happen. Yeah, and that's, we, that's what worries me. Right. That's why I'm I'm not feeling optimistic because all the things that we have been like banging our heads against the wall for are still there. They're they're not budging right now. There's a, there's some things that have gotten I mean, we gotta give some credit here too. Yeah. You know, we got we got the um I I'm so bad at the names, but when, the COVID Act, you know, it the COVID assistance right. and, and all the, that. Yeah, that, that the was CARES very Act, good. The CARES Act. And the it got CARES a lot Act. of money. But you know what? Don, you know, here's the thing. And and I hated it about Donald Trump, his braggadocio. That's what he did. He would get up there and take credit He's a salesman. for anything and everything. Every little right. thing that somebody else did, he would take credit for. Mm-hmm. I hate it. But you know what? It worked. It, it worked. Works. For him. Repetition think works. He, you know, yep. people think he did all this stuff. He didn't do any shit. He didn't do anything except make things measurably worse. But so Joe Biden needs to go out there and pat himself on the back a little bit. He needs to take credit for the CARES Act, for, you know, the vaccines getting out to people, for a sort of getting back to normal, for whatever it is that he's gotten done. He needs to take credit for it because the American people don't pay attention and they're listening to this blowhard tell us that he's the best at everything, you know. You have a, a thing coming up. We, we should get to tweets. You have a thing coming up in in the tweets that made me pull some Trump audio. And oh. one of the things that I found, well, it's a file that I labeled nobody. Oh, oh I know which one. Nobody know does in. it better. Oh. <laughs> you don't know. This is this no, is, no, no. But I, I'm anticipating oh. in my head where this is going. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so there's uh the the nobody does it better uh montage here let me okay is i don't know how much of this we'll be able to take but but bear with me because this is why you know he's got these people wrapped around his finger because he tells them that he's better than anybody else at everything nobody can do it like me nobody nobody can do it like me Honestly, nobody's stronger than me. Nobody has better toys than I do. There's nobody bigger or better at the military than I am. Nobody loves the Bible more than I do. <laughs> nobody builds walls better than me. Nobody's better to people with disabilities than me. <laughs> nobody's fighting for the veterans like I'm fighting for the veterans. There's nobody that's done so much for equality as I have. There's nobody more pro-Israel than I am. There's nobody more conservative than me. There is nobody that respects women more than I do. <laughs> nobody uh? would be tougher on ISIS <laughs> than Donald Trump. There's nobody's ever had crowds like Trump has had. There's nobody that understands the horror of nuclear better than me. I mean, nobody even <laughs> understands it but me. It's called devaluation. The sale of the uranium that nobody knows what it means. 
I know what it means. Nobody knows more about trade than me. Nobody knows the game better than I do. Nobody in the history of this country has ever known so much about infrastructure as Donald Trump. I know the H-1B. I know the H-2B. Nobody knows it better than me. Nobody knows politicians better than I do. Nobody knows more about taxes than I do. Nobody knows more about debt than I do. Nobody knows the system better than me. Oh, my God. Okay, then. Right? So... Seriously, I know he's not a Biden is not a salesperson. No, he's he's not the best speaker. He's he comes off very sincere. And, you know, actually, he does handle himself um, uh, during the pressers uh, better than I thought he would. Uh-huh. Uh, but but in terms of just uh, selling right. product. But here's of the course thing. He's not People gonna are Trump. not watching the pressers. What they're watching right. for whatever right. reason is Fox telling you that he couldn't even string three words together to make a sentence. He's yeah, he's well. demented. He's got Alzheimer's. No, that's Donald Trump you're talking about. Well, projection. You know, it's we all know projection. That. All right, let's bring out the birdies because okay. I'm getting a heart attack. Okay. Here. All right. Um, birdies, where are the bird? Hold on, I got to find the birdies. What did I Come do? Come on, with the birdies. birdies. Wait, wait. Uh, the, the birdies flew away. Come on, no. birdies. Where are you? No, I know they're here somewhere. Just my eyes are really bad. Birdies, where here we are. Here are the birdies. Let loose the birdies. Welcome to my tweet. All right. So what are the Twitters all a Twitter about today? Well, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> let's see. Okay. So. <laughs> I really do have an idea. Uh, at least um, I, I'm going to end on a on a down note on this one. But okay, at least 13 Trump officials illegally campaigned while in office. Uh, no. a federal investigation. No. Yes. Yeah. A report from the Office of Special Counsel Henry Kerner describes a quote willful disregard for the law, known as the Hatch Act, that was quote especially pernicious given that many officials abused their government roles days before the November election. Based upon the Trump administration's reaction to the violations, the OSC concludes that the most logical inference is that the administration approved of these taxpayer-funded campaign activities. The special counsel found that two cabinet officials, Pompeo and Chad Wolf, broke the law when Pompeo gave a speech from Israel and Wolf led a taped naturalization ceremony from newly minted citizens on White House grounds, both during the Republican National Convention. And here comes the clincher. Ready to get really pissed off? No punishment is expected to be assessed because by most legal interpretations, the president in office at the time is the only person who can take action to fire or reprimand his political appointees when they act illegally. Come on, man. Seriously? Come on, man. Seriously? That's what it says. That's <laughs> so the Washington Post. The, the Trump administration can be guilty of violating the Hatch Act on numerous occasions, which they were, but nothing will happen because Trump says, that's okay, do, do it. Well, Keep it's just like it. Bush. Bush said torture was okay because he had his guy write the law that said torture was okay. Right. right. So when you're in office, you can just make stuff up. So, um, so then David Waldman, KGROX, said, "Well, there is, of course, impeachment, but nobody believes it. It's it's also insufficient. But in another time and place, there would be plenty of interest in banning these officials from future federal service." It would be good, wouldn't it, to ban them forever? But that ain't gonna happen. No, nope. we just—they just keep skating and skating and skating. Well, the, the thing we is, have the, um, hmm? the, what we've learned, though, and this is—I'm sorry—it's really depressing. Congress yeah. can make laws. Yeah, but the other thing that Congress is 
is empowered with by the Constitution mm-hmm. is oversight of the executive yeah. branch. Mm-hmm. But they didn't Imagine give them that. any tools to enforce that oversight. So, and Congress says, well, we haven't used inherent contempt where they actually arrest somebody right. in 100 years. Okay, well, this country is 240 years old. It, it, so what? It, that's Do why it. it's there. It's there to use. It may not have been used in 100 years. Guess what? You can use it today. It's still on the books. What's the fucking problem? I don't know. I know I keep reading little snippets about, well, in order to do inherent contempt, they have to do, I don't know what. They have to call the sergeant at arms and say, arrest Steve Bannon. And how they're not going to really do that. They're not going to have that Why? Because it hasn't been used for 100 years. Big fucking deal. You think that would stop the Republicans? No. And that's the problem. We sit around and play by the rules or play by what they think are the rules or make their own rules or they have, I don't know, some kind of, of, of ethics that makes them not want to do it or some kind of visual in their head that maybe would look bad on TV. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But well, there's, the Republicans, the is, they don't have that. They don't play by those rules. But there's, the Democrats are still playing by the old rules. Where exactly. Norms, there were norms in place and th- there yes. were things that you, one just doesn't do. Right. But that's all been blown up by the fat orange fucking idiot. And that's the problem. I, the fact that they don't want to stoop to the, to that level, I get. I understand I get intellectually, yep. but yep. you know, and and you're then then the whole our whole system ends up being dragged down too. On the other hand, you have to make an impact somehow. Somebody has to do something about all of this. We can't just let it go because it looks bad or it feels bad. I'm not sure what the full answer is, but I do know it has to be more than saying, I don't know how it's going to look right. in 50 years. I'll tell you something. You know? We need uh, we need Katie Porter. We sure do. <laughs> we She's need amazing. Katie Porter. She's brilliant. She's ballsy. She has ballsy. She has no fear. She needs. She knows a question needs smart. to be answered. She's going to go after the question. The answer. Well, and yeah, she's it's smart. It's not only that. She's she. It's not just that she's ballsy and isn't afraid and all that. She is prepared. She knows ahead of time of course. what she's going to say and what the rules really are and what the law really is so that she can apply those rules and laws and norms or whatever it, yep. it is that she's applying. And the other person has no wiggle room. That's she is right. so prepared that she they don't have an out. That's no, what we need. None whatsoever. In fact, there's... um. Uh, she, there is a big feature on her in the current issue of Vanity Fair, which for some reason I'm getting, I, 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 I don't pay for it, but it Good. shows up I here do. every month. Do you? Oh, so did you yeah. see it? It's the, it's no, the, it's I don't the know why it didn't come to me with the rock on the cover, but the, the feature inside is Katie Porter. So I'm about halfway through it and it's brilliant. I need to get her on the show. I've never spoken to her, but she's, oh, she's going to yeah. be my She'd number be one priority. I'm going to reach out, you know. Uh, maybe Howie has someone. it in with her. Somebody's hand. Maybe. Somebody will. Uh, um, Mark Joseph Stern uh, was reporting about the Supreme Court today. Oh. And he said, uh, simply incredible to hear Thomas and Kavanaugh questioning the sincerity of a death row inmate's religious beliefs, <gasps> accusing him of, quote, moving the goalposts after unquestioningly accepting the sincerity of religious beliefs against same-sex marriage, trans people, contraception, blah, blah, blah. And Ellie Massal said, this is honestly some of the most infuriating shit I've heard in a while. You know what? You know what I would say to that? 
I just need you to shut the fuck up Cause nobody asked you, bitch I need you to shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Just shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up, bitch. God damn. Shut the fuck up. 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 Oh, boy. Okay, so Newsweek and everybody else has reported about Paul Gosar, Representative Paul Gosar, posting an anime video showing him killing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You mentioned it earlier. And um, so here's what, what am I, uh, what is this one? Oh, so Nancy Pelosi, here's her response on Twitter. Yes. Threats of violence against members of Congress and the president of the United States must not be tolerated. True. She's right. She's right. Uh, GOP leader McCarthy said should join in condemning this horrific video and call on the ethics committee and law enforcement to investigate. Nothing. Well, she's right, but. It just didn't sound strong. I mean, she's right. And and the headlines were coming out stronger than the sounds. The headlines were coming out like she calls for a, 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 a law enforcement. She calls for an investigation. True. But when has the ethics committee ever resulted in something? Anything. That, you know, the you Speaker know. of the House should have some power to do something to a member who threatens the life of another member. That should be grounds for dismissal right there. And that the has anybody from Republican leadership said a word? I don't think so. I know that Twitter is saying, where's the expulsion? And and people are saying, no, you need to have, you know, the majority of the House or something. It's like it's like a two thirds Uh, vote or something like that. Um, So, you know, that was upsetting. What about censure? How does that work? Same thing. I mean, it's a vote, but it should be just majority. They should be able to censure him. At the very well, least, something. but they, you know, they laugh at it. They've got to do something. That's the thing. The, the more of these, 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 um, uh, I don't even know what to call them. These offensives, offenses they keep doing that go unpunished, the more ballsy in a bad way they're going to be, the more, the more ground they're going to take, the more shit they're going to stink up the place with well yes it compounds and and then they get on a roll and they they get momentum and then they use all of this of course to rile up the base which is part of the reason this guy you know goes put out such a horrific yep. um little video because it riles up the base and but it's also their their whole uh, approach now is open hypocrisy and open um my my mind just went dead on the on the word i was looking for totally <laughs> happens to me totally gone yeah I i'm gone that. i hate it when that happens but, you know <laughs> oh well yeah you know shit happens um oh, well. no, it's okay <laughs> and i just it's okay i just read a comment in the chat and what i was going to say just flew out of my mind so <laughs> there we are i'm telling you when again when i get upset when i get this upset my mind turns off. I mean, there's sometimes where it turns on, where I get really good at arguing a, a point. Uh-huh. But when I'm just thinking in larger terms about everything, it shuts me down because I just, I just want to run away from it right now. I want to go to my happy place, which doesn't exist anymore. So, <laughs> anywho, say, where um, is that? Because I want to go. Canada there. is oh. my happy place. That's where. Well, it exists. It exists. It exists, and I will be going goal. there again. Right. Hopefully in uh, May. Okay. Um, yeah. Where? Jared, Jared Yates Sexton. Yes, I'm sorry. sorry. I said, I'm not going anywhere. You're going to come with me. You're going to stow <laughs> away with Hammy in the back seat. Okay. Um, so Jared uh, Yates Sexton said, it's pretty instructive to go back to the newspapers and books of the 1930s uh-huh. and see how these same 
major media outlets heroized fascists and explained away their racism and violence in the name of ensuring the economic order was protected. Wow. History repeats itself, people. Pay attention. History repeats itself? History repeats itself? It's all just a little bit of history repeating. I still want to play go. that song. I used to it's use so good. You know, I used to use that as my theme music, my opening theme music. I think on Air America that and Thunderclap Newman's "Something in the Air" because I mm-hmm. thought we were getting it together, and we still haven't. We've got to get it together now, people. And I can't yeah, play sure them do. anymore because you know copyright okay, violations. So- Ellie missed all time. Yes. Okay. I have a whole thread by Ellie. Okay. About Merrick Garland. Oh, okay. Ellie Mistal says, if Garland had impaneled a grand jury, mm-hmm. we'd know it, mm-hmm. just like we know when Cy Vance does. Uh-huh. If Garland or the FBI had interviewed key congressional conspirators, we'd know it, because these people love complaining to Fox every time something bad happens to them. If Garland were serious about holding everybody accountable, for trying to overthrow the government, we wouldn't have actual judges complaining that the sentence recommendations from the DOJ's prosecutors are too light, which has happened for those who don't know. They have, we've had judges saying, why are these sentences so light? Okay. In short, the distance between the people who say Garland has a secret plan to prosecute Trump for insurrection and the people who say Trump be reinstated as president with JFK Jr. as his running mate is not as wide as both groups would have you believe. Oh, really? Whatever. Eventually, Garland will charge Bannon with contempt, and all these people will say, see, while ignoring the weeks-long lag, how he emboldened people like Flynn to ignore subpoenas, and the fact that after the charge, it'll be like a year before the trial. Right. Then it'll go to appeal. The Dems will lose the House. Republicans will end the select committee. And then these people will say, don't worry, and tell us to wait for Garland to bring criminal charges against the conspirators. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, there was something I saw, you know, Jen, Jennifer Taub, who's been on this program. Yes, 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 and definitely. She, I'm, I'm frantically looking for this tweet from her because she tweeted back at one, Joyce Vance or one of those people um, who uh, I guess said, I know it seems like it's taking a really long time. Oh, I saw that but tweet. But it's really not. And and she's like, um, God, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. She's like, well, I, I hope you're right. And I'm going to come back and, you know, uh, going to, gonna you know, hold you to this or something like that. Um, but basically, there are some <clears throat> good legal minds saying. Oh, yes. This is not here. This Even is Empty Wheel has right. said. Uh, she said they, it on the they, show they, last week. It's right. This is and, not and that they just hired. Slowly. Mm-hmm. She said this yes. is not moving to. Here's what Jennifer Todd wrote. If Joyce Vance tells me to be patient, I will listen. But I am going to hound her next week and the week after that, like a kid in the backseat of a car on a long trip to ask, are we there yet? Right. Well, um, there, uh, the legal minds, including Empty Wheels, was the guy that they was just hired at DOJ, who, who would be the guy that would do this. Okay. They expect now that he's hired, finally, that he will do this. Okay. That's that's what I've been reading that people are waiting for. Okay. Well, then so let's do it. He just got hired, like, what, two days ago. Okay. Oh, good. So, okay. Well, then yeah. hopefully that'll happen. By the way, one thing we didn't mention is mm-hmm. uh, right before we hit the air, the word came down that the January 6th committee issued another 10 subpoenas. Yes. I had including- heard about Katie McEnany and Stephen Miller 
earlier, yes. but that is part of 10. And the other names yeah. I don't really know. Johnny McEntee, who I... These are all people. He was a former chief of staff or something or uh -huh. acting chief of staff. There are people who are integrated tightly really into tightly. the... But these, yeah. are, these are not your like common household names. Uh, no. Ben Williamson, Keith Kellogg, Nick Luna, Christopher Liddell, Molly Michael, yeah. Cassidy Hutchinson, and Kenneth Klukowski. Yeah, I, I don't know, it's other than I saw a few listed and a few people explaining who they were. So I don't know all of them, but I do know that one of them was in the chief of staff position mm -hmm. of some kind. Okay. Um, here's one that you'll laugh at. Yes. By Madison Cawthorn. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I w he, here's what he said on November 7th. I wish we could turn our clocks back to 2020 when we had a president who cared about the American people and could form full coherent sentences. Could Could what? Full, could form, form full, full coherent sentences. Okay, wait a minute. Full coherent sentences? Yeah. Like, um... Authority and authoritarian powers through their lives and though their lives were cut short. In STEM fields where women have been truly underrepresented, Really, I guess you could say underrepresented. <laughs> and very importantly, air traffic controllers will highly, and this will be highly valued. These are highly valued people. These are amazing people. They work two jobs and sometimes three jobs. They sacrifice every day for the furniture and future of their children. <laughs> Is appropriate and proportionate to measure and other measures taken by Iran. The Iranian people long to, and they just are longing to reclaim their country's proud history, prevent Iran from developing an internet, and this is so totally important, an intercontinental ballistic missile. That's kind of different from an internet, but you know, so coherent sentences, right? That's oh, coherent sentences. I, you know, I wish we could turn our <laughs> clocks back to 2022 when Biden won the election. Wah, wah, wah. All right. Um, uh, so just, there we go. Thank you. Uh, Josh Hawley, yeah. Republican Senator Josh Hawley, the one that gave the fist bump to the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The fist, oh, yes, I know. Uh, yes. Uh, he told men to stop watching porn right. and, and playing video games and returning to be fathers and husbands uh -huh. and somebody who takes responsibility. And that um, he said, spending your time on video games, spending your time watching porn online while doing nothing is not good for you. He said, the Missouri Republican also suggested the left should be blamed with men's undoing. Holly, Holly was asked by Mike Allen about a speech he delivered that centered on masculinity at the National Conservatism Conference. He said, more men are withdrawing into the enclave of idleness and pornography and video games after being told masculinity was a problem. The ideal man is a father, a husband, and somebody who takes responsibility, he says. He should try it sometime. Anyway, um, so uh, Brian Karam heard that and he heard some other stuff and he said, Trump spent more than 200 weeks claiming it was infrastructure week, right? <laughs> At the White House. Nothing passed. Right, Friday, right. The Dems got a bipartisan measure passed after about 42 weeks. The GOP response, Big Bird is a communist, and men watch too much <laughs> porn and play video games. 2021 in a nutshell. Oh and you know God. what the worst part is, Nicole? Yes. That they have 74 million voters who support the insurrection party. That's uh, why. I know. And 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 70 
percent of them um, believe that uh, that Donald Trump won the election and that Joe Biden stole it. it yes. You know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Here's something else. Uh, Dave Johnson. He's Ooh, been on your show. Dave a bunch. Johnson. Yeah. He's, he's, he's one of those Johnsons who are, is correct. Most of the time. Yeah. He, I, I love Dave Johnson. He's yeah, one of my so. favorite he people on Twitter. And yes. he's one of my favorite people I've met through you guys, you know, through uh, the political world, as opposed to my private life where I have no po- political friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he says, okay, so Connor, okay. First I'll read you a Connor lamb tweet that you're going to want to like, your head will explode okay. and then i'll read you what dave said yeah connor lamb yeah said yeah if you want a senator who runs as a socialist oh. feeds feeds yes <gasps> feeds the gop attack ads and yeah. didn't help with infrastructure i'm not your guy oh, no. that's not how you beat republicans i know because i've actually done it and will again i'm a normal democrat who supports <laughs> Sorry, it's a normal Democrat. The sting. I'm a normal Democrat. So Dave Johnson said, wow, feeds the GOP attack ads as if Republicans won't run attack ads against Dems who claim they aren't, quote, socialists. He should just run as a Republican if he's afraid of GOP attack ads. He's reinforcing Republican lies about Democrats here. He's saying you hate Democrats for good reason. So vote for me. Yeah, that's that's sickening. And and you know what? I guarantee you, he will be Chuck Schumer's preferred pick oh, to, yeah. run, to be the nominee for Senate from Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. One Without more. a doubt. Because that's, that's the kind of person that Chuck Schumer goes for. Well, the, the corporate Democrats yeah. in general or, yeah. or moderates or I don't know what you want to call them, the lifers. Um, this headline amused me. Yeah. NRSC chair Rick Scott declines to say if Trump-backed Senate hopeful accused of strangling his wife is right is the right candidate for the job. <laughs> well, remember Rick Scott before he before the people of Florida elected him governor for two terms. You know he he was a chairman of a Columbia HCA. It's a health yes. corporation of America insurance mm-hmm. company, and. Yeah. Guilty of the largest Medicare fraud against the country in history. And he was on the stand and he pled the fifth 75 times. Took yep. the fifth, said, I cannot answer on the grounds that may incriminate me. 75 yeah. times. And Florida still elected him governor. This I is the guy. I just couldn't yes. believe it. Yeah. I, well, and Marco Rubio's, you know, elected over and over too. I, I don't understand uh, Florida. I, I, I don't get it. It's the humidity. It's not the heat. It's the humidity. It melts the brain. <laughs> well, I, I can understand that. I, the only time I was in humidity that bad was in Mexico when I was eight years old. And I could not stand it. Ugh, it was like breathing in just Walk outside, fog. your glasses fog up. Yeah, I bet. Oof, they God. Do. You go from air conditioning to outside your glasses fog up. I Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, and then you've got those like alligators and things running around, Oh, we right? do. We have alligators. Yes, we do. That's kind of creepy. We do. Yeah. I don't think that's good. I don't <laughs> think that's good at all. Oh, shit. I thought we had to. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. But at least in California, all we have are like earthquakes and fires and drought. You know, no big deal. What? Uh, oh, I'm playing the wrong thing. I, oh, I see what happened. I had the wrong uh, bank of buttons up. Never mind. Just the, okay. that's why I played the wrong thing there. Oh, but it was fun. Whatever you played, I, I liked. Okay. Well. It's it's over now. 
It's all done. It's all over now. It's all over God. now. <laughs> all over now, Nicole. We're we're so over. We're so screwed. <laughs> we're so screwed. Oh my God. Okay. All right. So we're coming to the to end of, of the hour. So let's say goodbye to our friends at the Progressive Voices Network because they're going to be leaving us momentarily, and then we can continue if you know we want. Um. So yeah. So that's going on tomorrow. By the way, Harvey yeah. J.K. will be here. Yay! And and I need to run out right at the end of the show because tomorrow night we're going to see Jackson Brown and James Taylor. So cool. Because music, music will help this insanity. That's Something my has that's to. my happy place. You know, my happy place is uh, food and wine. Okay, I'm I, good with that. If I you give me a that. big plate of pasta and a glass of of uh, Pinot Noir, I will be very happy for a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will too. I'll take a joint along with that. And then okay. I'm good to go. All right. Sounds good. All right. So, all right. The, the music, I hit it late, but I'm all, all over the place. But we've we've passed the end of the hour, so um, we can keep going. I, we're still on Progressive Voices, but whatever. They're going to cut away any second now. So, well, I'm not going to be able to keep going too long because i got no. a hammy and, and waiting I've, to be walked. I've got a Jackson. My, ja- my, you know, my Jackson's name is Jackson Brown. It's just spelled differently. Yeah. Right. Because it looks like him. It's a brown, mm-hmm. big-eyed, kind of cute. He does look thing. like Jackson Brown. Yeah, he did when, when we got him. When he was a puppy, yeah. So he wasn't so much a puppy. He was about a year really old, a but he was still a baby. Still yeah, it's a puppy. Yes. Okay. Speaking of doggies. Um, yeah. No, never mind. What What do you got? You got something to leave us with? Me? Or, yes. Or you're done. Oh, no. I'm so done. That was my last <laughs> one. If you want me to, I can no, easily find we're done. Find we're more. good. We're done. Okay. With that, we're <laughs> okay. done. Um, I've got a plethora of things. A plethora of things. Yes, I'm just I excited like about tomorrow. Plethora. Yeah. So I just found out that that Jackson goes on at 730. So when this tomorrow, I'm just giving you fair warning now because tomorrow I'm going to be in a hurry. So when the show ends at six, I'm going to shut everything down. I'm not even going to end with the news. I'm going to shut everything down and I'm going to go. And then after the show, I'll come back and post the podcast because some things in life are more important than others. And, you know, I I agree. I've only seen Jackson Brown a dozen times or so. So, you know, I don't want to miss him. Yeah. I I love Jackson Brown. He's always been one of my favorites. And I saw him on New Year's Eve once, but that was it. Did you? Yeah. 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 Long time ago. My 20s. But that's it. What can I I say? I saw him again so many times. One of the best, you know, I saw him on the Running on Empty tour when I was in school in Tampa. Because that yeah. was around when that came out. First time I saw him at Madison Square Garden, I dra- I was working at WMCA in New York, and I had nobody to go with, but I had a pair of tickets. And this guy, Ernie Fritz, who was, he was not a Jackson Brown kind of guy, but he came with me. I said, come on, we're going to see Jackson Brown. And we got, we had great seats. And then who comes out on stage to join Jackson on a few songs? Bruce Springsteen. Oh, and then God. Ernie's like, oh, my God. I'm like, did I tell you? Look, you come with me. You, you know, it's sequel shit. So, so good. I've gotten to interview him a few times. And um, yeah, and and his manager took care of me with these tickets. So I, I'm in really good shape. You're in great shape. Well, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful time. Thank you. I will. You're welcome. All right. Well, I'll be here tomorrow. And again, um, uh, Harvey JK will be here. Laffy, um, it's up to you. When you come back next Tuesday, the following Tuesday. <laughs> well, what? hopefully it'll be in, in the two, week after next. Two weeks. How are your hands? Yeah. It, they, it depends on the day. That's the thing. Some days 
they don't hurt as much. They always hurt, but sometimes they don't hurt as much. And I'm not aware of them. And other days I'm like, what just happened? And I don't do anything weird. So I never can tell, but the more I rest them, the better they feel. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I'm Kamashari Kate. I I must be pronouncing her name wrong, but pardon me. She said, play a music show over the audio stream instead of having a YouTube stream tomorrow. Take the day off. Actually, I'm doing the show tomorrow because Harvey JK will be here. But, you know, we do have Thanksgiving coming up. And I figure Mm. on those days, I'll do a music show over the audio stream. Maybe I'll play back the Jackson Brown interview because a lot of people haven't heard it. But I've got a bunch of those. So who knows? We'll see as we go as we go. Well, we'll figure it out. Well, whatever you do, it will be swell. Oh, thanks. All right. Gotta laugh. Find her at gotta laugh on the Twitters and at laffysplace.com when, you know, she puts stuff up there. Um, And here when, when she, when she, when I can, can. (laughs) I try, I do. I try. Okay. All right. All right. Laffy. Um, uh, so have a good one. We'll see you later. You too. Have fun tomorrow. Thank you so much. Bye. All right, so Laffy's going, and I'm just going to leave you with the news because I, I got to go make some dinner. I have no idea what we're doing for dinner yet. So um, we, we just deteriorate during this hour, don't we? <laughs> uh, okay, um, I'll leave you with the news because we didn't get to a whole lot of it today. We just got a lot of ranting. All right, so I'll see you tomorrow with Harvey JK, and I'll rush on the way out. Bye. It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. The House Select Committee, investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol, issued subpoenas Monday to six of Trump's former top advisors. Two of them participated actively at the Willard Hotel Command Center, where Trump lackeys oversaw the effort to reverse his 2020 election loss to President Joe Biden. Lawyer John Eastman, he's the guy who developed that legal strategy to delay or block Biden's presidency, and former New York Police Commissioner Bernie Carrick, who spearheaded the search for evidence of voting fraud in a bunch of states. Also subpoenaed, Trump's re-election campaign manager, Bill Stepien, senior campaign advisor, Jason Miller, campaign national executive assistant, Angela McCollum, and former Donald Trump national security advisor, Michael Flynn. Now all they need is some method of enforcement to get these people to comply with the subpoenas. So that's six new ones, and there's no indication that the committee is done with them. In fact, Chairman Benny Thompson indicated that he signed 20 subpoenas last week. But of those, we've just learned about these six. Again, inherent contempt. Inherent contempt. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced Monday that federal prosecutors had charged a Ukrainian national, Yaroslav Vezinsky, with deploying the R-Evil ransomware against an American company in July. The DOJ also said it had seized $6 million in ransom payments. The 22-year-old Vizinski allegedly spearheaded the attack over the 4th of July weekend against a Florida-based software firm, Kaseya. According to the indictment unsealed Monday, they infected up to 1,500 businesses around the world. Another alleged R-Evil operative, Russian national Yevgeny Polyanin, faces several charges as well, including conspiracy to commit fraud and conspiracy to commit money laundering. The former guy filed an emergency request to a federal judge late Monday night, trying once again to prevent the National Archives from sending sensitive records to the January 6th committee. 
the deadline to send them over is this Friday. Well, just after midnight Monday night, Judge Tanya Chutkan rejected it. She said the request itself was legally defective and premature. This all transpired over a two-hour span Monday night, and it comes just as this judge is already considering an earlier request by the former guy to prevent Congress from looking into his White House's records about his attempt to overturn the election. And then there's this disturbing story. A sitting congressman, Paul Gosar of Arizona, on Monday tweeted a photoshopped anime video depicting him killing Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and then attacking President Joe Biden. Obviously, as you'd expect, outrage ensued, and Gosar's spokeswoman actually said, quote, everyone needs to relax. Wow. AOC responded that Gosar, a, quote, creepy member, will face no consequences because Kevin McCarthy will give him a pass. And unbelievably, that video is still up on Twitter today, and Paul Gosar's account is still active. W-T-A-F. Talk about double standards. Well, a guy named Evan Newman, he's one of those January 6th insurrectionists who faces six charges for his conduct during the attack, has fled the country and is seeking asylum in the authoritarian state of Belarus. He told a TV host in a segment called Goodbye America, quote, I do not believe that I've committed any crime. Good riddance, Mr. Newman. You know, somehow it's kind of fitting that an insurrectionist Trumper fled to Belarus, where migrants are desperately trying to leave. Many are gathering at the border, trying to cross into Poland. Poland has dispatched riot police to the area and put up coils of razor wire. Polish police posted video early Tuesday showing migrants who camped overnight just over Poland's eastern border as tensions escalated as a wave of people, mostly from Iraq and Syria, have sought to enter Poland. Migrants have also tried to push into Lithuania and Latvia, which also have borders with Belarus, in an effort to get to Germany or other countries in Western Europe. The European Union says that the president of Belarus, Alexander Lukashenko, is trying to destabilize Europe in retaliation against Western sanctions. And finally, vaccinated international travelers arrived in the United States on Monday aboard sold-out planes as the Biden administration lifted restrictions that had prevented them from entering the country on non-essential trips for almost 20 months. Many of the travelers took the first opportunity to visit family members in the U.S. They'd been unable to since the start of the pandemic. Under this new policy, non-U.S. citizens can travel here for non-essential travel, provided they can show proof of vaccination and a negative COVID-19 test within three days of departure. The COP26 Climate Summit in Scotland is now in its second week. One goal that participants hope to complete is a Glasgow agreement to be released at the end of the summit, which would solidify international priorities, like limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius, sticking to net zero emissions commitments, and providing help to countries most vulnerable to the climate crisis. The problem is major fossil fuel providers like Saudi Arabia, China, and Russia will likely resist adoption of a global warming cap. Meanwhile, Former United States President Barack Obama spoke at the summit, criticizing his successor for pulling the U.S. out of the Paris Agreement and setting off, quote, four years of active hostility towards climate science. On the COVID front, globally, 
COVID-19 cases have now surpassed 250 million. That's just a year and eight months after the World Health Organization gave this novel virus a name. Together, the U.S., India, and Brazil account for 40% of all reported cases. Globally, about 4 billion people have gotten at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine, and about 3.1 billion people are fully vaccinated. And in the U.S., Pfizer is expected to seek FDA authorization as soon as this week for a booster shot for everyone 18 and older. Sad news, as we learn that former Senator Max Cleland of Georgia has died at the age of 79. Cleland was a moderate Democrat from Georgia who had lost both his legs and his right arm while serving as an Army captain in Vietnam. He led what's now the Department of Veterans Affairs under President Jimmy Carter, was elected to the Senate in 1996, but lost his reelection six years later to Saxby Chambliss as part of a really reprehensible smear by his opponent questioning his commitment to national security. And finally, Chris Sununu, the governor of New Hampshire, announced Tuesday morning that he will not run for the Senate in 2022. He'll instead seek another term as governor. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is fully listener supported and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com and please click on that donate button.